Love Lives Here. Hi, I'm Holly Steele. And I'm Mary Stedman. We are the creators of Steele and Stedman Service Solutions. And together have a combined 70 year history as service professionals. Our belief is that talking about love should not simply be relegated to the domain of music and art. We agree with the late, great Tina Turner when she sings, what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. In this Service Love podcast, you will experience conversations with hospitality professionals, including world-class concierge, entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives around the world on how they express service love. Thank you for joining us in leading a service love movement. There is no doubt what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Okay, well, welcome to our Service Love podcast, where today we are really honored to have a marvelous guest whose name is Sarah Dandashi. Let me tell you a little bit about Sarah. She's an award-winning concierge. She's based in Los Angeles, and she once earned the title equivalent of best young concierge in the world from Les Clés d'Or, the Society of the Golden Keys. And Sarah is a true expert in hospitality and travel with over 15 years of hotel experience, working with some of the top luxury hotel brands, such as the Four Seasons, the Peninsula, Raffles, and Fairmont Hotels. Host of the video series, Ask a Concierge, Sarah goes beyond the desk to the, highlight the best in travel destinations. And due to her experience and her approachability, people seek her out for travel tips, advice, and knowledge of trends from the front lines of travel. So Sarah speaks at conferences, both within the U.S. and internationally, covering topics such as the future of hospitality, hotel trends, elevating service standards, and even travel tips from an industry insider on how to start a travel blog. Oh, and now about service love. Now, Sarah has made numerous television appearances, most recently promoting the gift of travel on the Kelly Clarkson show in conjunction with Marriott International. Her hope is to inspire people to explore, to travel, and to discover the world, one restaurant, one activity, and one destination at a time, inspiring you to curate your best life. Sarah is half Lebanese. Sarah was raised in Saudi Arabia, London, Atlanta, and New York City. She's a graduate of the School of Foreign Service at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. She speaks French and conversational Arabic. And today, we are going to hear from Sarah Dandashi about her experience with service love and elevating your frequency of love. So Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time from your crazy, busy, fabulous schedule to join Mary and I here today. Oh my God. Well, I feel like I need to give you an applause for reading that so well. My God. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Holly, for that kind introduction. And thank you. And thank you both, um, you know, Mary and Holly for having me here today. So thank you. Well, it's our pleasure. And we like to start this off because the idea of service love 
isn't a new idea. I mean, love is an old idea. But putting those things together, service and love, we would like to ask, what's your definition of that? My definition of service love? Uh, it's, it's so funny. Uh, it actually ties into, it, it, it ties into like even the concept of my book, this notion of this hospitality from within. So this service, you're doing the service from within. It's from the heart. We've all heard these phrases before. And there's a reason why we've heard these phrases before is because they, they really mean something. And it's having this true, genuine spirit and love to surprise and delight other people, you know, and it can be something minor, it can be something big, but to just genuinely be of service. And, and that to me is just, I mean, that's what it means. It really is this genuineness as far as genuine and passion for, for serving and surprising people in the best way. That wasn't a very concise answer. I'm well aware. <laughs> no, I love it. And uh, I do love your book as well, Hospitality Within. So I have read it. So it is full of lots of gems and lots of incredible quotes that I marked it all up. But yes, even Holly has a couple quotes in there. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> so how and when did you know you love what you do when you knew you love being a concierge? So it's interesting, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is that not everybody, you know, grew up and was like, I want to be a concierge. So many of us fell into the profession. But I always like to say it's sort of those, whether you call it a happy accident, it, you know, we, or we just, we find our way because there's something in us that whether, you know, we were working in a hotel and, you know, in my particular case, I was working at a, uh, in hotels more in food and beverage. And I had a general manager say to me, I think you'd make a great concierge. And I was pretty young at the time. And I, but I immediately, pretty immediately, I knew that I, I really loved it from two sides of it. On the one aspect is like every day is different. So every day you get to kind of look at things in, in a different way or, or, you know, help guests in a different way. But the actual love, um, gosh, the actual love for it, Probably came, I, I think, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious early on I loved it because I stayed and I did it. But I, some, one special moment was definitely becoming, becoming close with one of the, one of the guests and their, their kids that stayed at one of my hotels that I worked at. And this genuine friendship that we were able to create is is really that was like the turning point for me because all of a sudden it was no longer just you know um you know guest and concierge i mean yes obviously it's that but it's it became more personal and when i really realized the personal connection that to me is is what made it special because it wasn't we weren't defining ourselves by our roles we were actually genuinely connecting and and there was this real friendship and and still to this day my goodness i've probably known them for over over 12 14 years their kids are now getting married it's so crazy i remember when they were so young but it was in in seeing these real um friendships evolve um that to me is when i knew that there was 
there's something more to this. And, and I love that, to be able to create these connections with people from all around the world. Uh, and see them, whether it's when they come back once a year, twice a year, once every five years, whatever it is. Um, that for me was it, definitely a really special moment. That's so great. It's one of the, one of the things that, that Mary and I really believe in is the idea of connection. And yeah. when we think about our values, connection is one of our main values that we 100%. talk about. So that sometimes we can connect what you just said on a personal level without even becoming close friends with someone, that's usually even more rare in our to have that happen, which is so wonderful that that happened. You can connect personally with people. I had a woman literally once fall over my desk and say, I have horrible pains. I need a doctor. And and I was able to call a friend who worked in a hospital and I got her in and she had surgery that afternoon. And so talk about a personal connection with someone. Yeah. So I love that because that's a way to express service love. Of course. Through a personal connection. And one of the things that you've done so remarkably is taken your expression of service love away from the day-to-day of a concierge and created a whole business around it. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how you express service love in many ways in your life. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I And this is such a good question. So one of the things, um, you know, especially when you're creating content and you're contributing to the one could argue noise or whatever it is out there, you know, in the social media universe, I'm always very mindful of expressing positivity. Um, And I think that that's a huge, that's, that to me is extremely important. Are there bad days? Yes. Are there mishaps? Yes. Are there delayed flights? Yes. Are there whatever it might be? 100%. But Continuing in this notion of the service love, it's reminding people it's all about your attitude. And I, and I feel like that's so true where it's how people approach, you know, maybe it's a vacation, whether it's a work trip, whether it's you're going to work and you don't want to work that day. It's your attitude is everything because life is always going to throw so many different things to, at you. And all what can you control? You can control um your reaction to it, your attitude towards it. And that to me has been something that is is so important and it applies to all of us. Um, whether you are the providing a service, whether you're receiving a service, whether you're just walking down the street. And um so that's definitely been something that's been very, very important to me is that being mindful, I don't ever want to use a public space or a public forum to vent about something. There's other people doing that, they can take the, oh, you know what it is? And I think you'll, you'll really love this. I heard this one time in a podcast many years ago, and this person said that there are really only two types of people in this world. There's the critic and there's the creator. And what I love about this, and this applies actually to us as concierge, as well as service individuals, if you are so busy critiquing being negative and nitpicking, you're losing that space to create. And as concierge and as one people that we are constantly, we're creating moments. We are 
creating all of these special special memories for people. And so if you're too busy critiquing things, you're not leaving enough space to create. And then in the space of creation is where service love exists. So um, that's, I always try to remind myself of that uh, and lead with that and keep my bad days to myself, my bad moments to myself because they happen and we're human. <laughs> uh, but, but again, it's like, because, and you even talk about this, this notion of frequency. What, I want to put out there what's going to come back to me. And it's not denying that there can't be bad times at all. It's just being, being very mindful and choosing love, choosing positivity, choosing to have a, a good mindset and outlook, even when things might not be so perfect. So for me, that's always been so important because it's amazing. You choose to make that decision and put that frequency out there. And it's amazing what will come back to you. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I love that. We say the E in love is energy. And the love so frequency is at a five to eight. And when you are in that energy, right? Mm -hmm. And you commit no matter what is happening around you, you can break through that negativity yeah. or skirt around it or, you know, mm -hmm. still create magic when maybe things are a little bit darker. You can still make things a little bit brighter. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And it's again, it's just it's understanding the ebbs and flows of life, you know, and it's it, it, things are going to be amazing. Some days are going to be harder. Uh, and I and the reason why I bring this up now in and this is why this is so important that you're doing this podcast is we are we are 100 percent still in the ripple effects of the pandemic and people are having a hard time and they and whether it's arguably worse than before or it's the same or whatever but it's you know we kind of had the hard time of the pandemic and then people kind of got out of it and now individuals are figuring out what's working for them what needs to change maybe their their next job that they got wasn't isn't the quite right environment for them the whole world has changed and so people are struggling to find themselves right now and it, and so this is why this is so important. It's, this is a reminder that, you know, you can create the, the positive changes that you need to create, whether it's for yourself, your career, for your guests, whatever that might be. And just to just be really mindful about what you're putting out there, because it is a tough time. But, you know, even if it might be challenging, you can always you can always change the frequency. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And that is a challenge, as you said. Is there any other challenges you think? I know you talk about the digital world in your book. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes some would say that's a challenge. Um, I call it the fidgetal, the physical and the digital coming together. Yeah. <laughs> but is there totally. any other challenges you think with service love right now in order to deliver that? I mean, I think the main challenge is that, I mean, we can't talk about the hospitality industry and and not address that in general um, everybody's understaffed. And so what happens with being understaffed is those that are working are feeling very overworked and they're very burnt out. And, you know, when we talk about love and, and giving the service love, you, it's hard to continue pouring out when you're not able to take enough downtime and pour into yourself. So it, it would be remiss of me to not acknowledge that because obviously that is, it is so, 
incredibly, it's probably one of the biggest challenges right now because yes, you can look at this and numbers and that and whatever, but at the end of the day, the heart of the root of hospitality are the people in it and the human aspect. So if we aren't addressing that and giving our the humans the time to kind of refill their their souls themselves, um, that's a huge challenge. So uh, you mentioned the digital aspect as far as, you know, technology. You know, there's there's generational things with that. But at the end of the day, it's letting go and understanding that maybe ways that we did things five years ago, 10 years ago. Not to say that they're they're not relevant. They absolutely are. But we just have to, like, roll with it and lean into it. And what do we have to remind ourselves? What's working for our guests? Okay, maybe you don't like to text, but if a guest prefers to text because maybe they're on 25 million phone calls and they've got emails and this and that, maybe it's just more convenient to text. Yes, I get it too. We want to pull out and extract so much information from a guest. We're so good at being able to read somebody. That's what makes a good concierge, a really good concierge is you can read somebody in five seconds and you could almost know immediately what restaurants or what style of um, you know, whether it's a tour and experience or w- what they're looking for, you can pick up so much more in the tangible and in the face to face. But we just have to be able to use, you know, the technology to our advantage and and figure out what works for us. But ultimately, you know, you always you always just have to embrace change because the sooner you embrace change, the sooner you roll with it and the sooner it's working for you as opposed to against you. So, so good. Yeah. Well, when you talk about that, one of the biggest challenges is people are overworked and they're stressed and that they don't really have the time to replenish and to take care of themselves. So you are very, very busy (laughs) with so many responsibilities and, you know, TV and books and speaking and clients and, and you're an influencer. I mean, so many things. So what do you do to take care of yourself? How do you take the time and tell us a little bit about how you love it and care for yourself? So this is really great. And I will actually even share more than I may normally share because there's, I definitely have certain things that I I go through. So I, I mean, for those that know me well, I'm, I'm very health minded and health conscious because I feel like if you are actually physically healthy, you can conquer and do so much. Uh, because, and, and so that's why for me, consistent working out, working out is not a, oh, am I, it work, it's literally, I'm going to the gym or I go to a workout class for my brain more than anything else. Um, but Consistent working out, I you know, as far as healthy eating habits, I'm also not a big drinker, which people sometimes make fun of. And I'm like, well, that just it works for me. Um, and so for though for me, doing making these healthy decisions for what works for my body helps me be stronger and more present and able to juggle all of these different different things because each one of these aspects of my business requires such a different part of my brain. Um, and if I go into it groggy or not feeling right or feeling sluggish, it just, it, it's just hard to do. So my whole thing is what can I do to really just give that, take that moment to myself? So that's, the, that's maybe the more obvious part. People that might know me or follow me, they're like, okay, we get it. You're kind of, you like to do healthy things. Cool. Um, 
more recently, and I think that this is um, this I haven't necessarily talked about, but uh, in so for uh, so in the recent year, I, in the past year, I went through not a I went through a breakup, and so in finding this time and this space and with work and trying to show up where I was so hurt inside, I was like, okay, what can I do to be better for myself, especially when I'm not feeling so great here and especially when I have to show up here. And so whether it's showing up, in my case, sometimes online, having to show my face online, but even at the concierge desk, you're going through personal things, having to show up and smile at work when inside you might feel like, oh my gosh, my world's crumbling. So I really tried to make a point to really carve out time for myself and add play. And I think play is such an overlooked aspect. Yes, people like to work out. They're like, my workout is my hour for me. But if anything, encouraging people to figure out what that thing is for you, whether it's an art class, whether it's an improv class, whether it's a uh, you go play catch with your son, it, it doesn't matter. Fig- find out what that hour of play is for you and literally put it on your calendar and honor it like it's a meeting, like it's a plan and and move and make your schedule around it. And so I recently started doing improv classes, which I had done improv many, many years ago. Uh, so this was a nice coming back to it. And uh, it's been so fun to just be in this room and be like, you know what? It's a Monday night from 7 to 9.30. It's going to be okay. Nobody has to reach me. Nothing's going to burn down. And if something is burning down, hopefully the firefighters come. I can't help. So, so, you know, again, it's carving out this time. And then, you know, I also recently started getting into doing more artwork and things like that. So I've been doing a lot of that on the weekends and really it's setting boundaries. And I think that that's the biggest way to have self-love for yourself is to create these personal boundaries, which can be so tough because we work in 24-hour businesses. We, we're ingrained in being like, I want to respond right away. Uh, but sometimes it's okay to have that breathing room and to do ourselves that service of of finding play, finding joy, whatever that might be, because doing that, that's how you can show up as a stronger, stronger person, be it in your personal life, be it to your family, or, um, you know, be it to your team at work and, and ultimately, obviously, to the guests. And so, you know, it's it's always understanding um, the ripple effect of how you show up, which actually reminds me, not really re- relevant to this question, but I love reminding people of this, is that um, especially understanding our role in the profession, uh, because people will sometimes complain, oh, well, guests don't know, guests don't know what concierge do. Guests don't know how to use, guests don't know how to use a concierge. And it's like, okay, well, this is your opportunity to give them an amazing experience so that the next time they stay at a hotel, they know, you know what? I had a great experience with this concierge. I'm going to go use the concierge at this other hotel. So know that when you are showing up to work, positive, fresh, and you're doing a good job, not only are you obviously representing yourself, you always want to represent yourself in a wonderful way. Obviously, you're representing your property that you work for, but most importantly, representing the profession. So remember that everything that you do, every positive interaction, every wow is actually helping the profession stay relevant. 
And that's so, so important. So that's why you want to feed yourself with these self-love moments so you can continue to show up and feel really good about what you're doing. Oh, I love that. I actually call work play, Sarah. So I don't oh. like the term work because I find it has a negative connotation. So it's play. And Lego actually means play in Danish. Oh, I love Building that. Building and constructing, right, is play, mm-hmm. right? And people are encouraged to take time out to do that. Yes. And I agree with you, when we play and we enjoy what we do, we have more room to create and construct. Yeah. 100%. So I 100% agree with you. I love that. And I taking time to play. And I, I agree with you. It's, it's sometimes it's putting it in your calendar. And yeah, I 100%. Yeah. The, the non-negotiables, right? And I'd say one thing the pandemic taught me was that I needed to take care of me more. And so I, in the morning, have a really strict routine and I keep to it. And I'm like, breakfast yeah. meetings, I always say, if someone gets me at a breakfast meeting, they must be really, really, really important because I'm yeah. very firm on that morning routine now. So yeah, I think it's great. And again, it's it's something as simple as like figuring out what your boundaries are and what works for you because everyone's so different and it depends on what we're balancing in our life. You know, whether, you know, it might be different if you have kids. It might be different, um, you know, if you're married. It might be different if you have pets, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe you're taking care of your parents as they're as they're getting older. You know, it's knowing what is important to you in your personal life and then carving out the time for that. But yeah, that's been the biggest lesson for me is putting it in the calendar because if I didn't do that, and I didn't do that for many years, I just pushed it off. And then I didn't do what I wanted to do for years. It would have been like one hour of play. It's okay. Everybody can afford one hour of play. Maybe not every day, but at least at least in the week, for sure. <laughs> I love that. So loving yourself is so important. But where do you think there should be more love and compassion? The world in general. <laughs> right? Uh yeah, I mean, I, I I say, I mean, obviously, you know, it's easy to look at it in a in a broad, broad perspective. But I, I think that there's always room in everything for more love and compassion. And maybe that's with your coworkers, maybe that's with um, your team that's working for you. Uh, be understanding that they all have a life behind them. Oh okay, I feel like I'm late to the game on this. I saw this on social media the other day. I actually never really knew the meaning of the word sonder. I never really thought about it. Um, And I'm sure you both are familiar with the word sonder. I was not. But it's this notion of like everybody that you pat, it's this awareness that everybody that you walk past or interact with has a whole life behind them. And I think that that's what's so important with this notion of, of, having this love and compassion towards others, understanding that everybody has this whole history behind them. And whether they're in a bad mood or whether they're grumpy or whether they're holding back tears or an introvert or an extrovert or however they tend to cope, all of that is because of so, so many things behind them. Their political views, whatever that might be, you know, it's because of all of this behind them. So it's to approach all of everybody that you interact with, with love and compassion. And it may sound super simplistic, but that's what you can control, you know, and you can only inspire change by one interaction at a time. And know that it's just going to be a domino effect. 
that extra smile you give to somebody that day in the coffee shop, telling someone that you really like their shirt. And it's like really cool because you genuinely feel this without making it up, but being real or like, wow, oh, you got a haircut. I like your hair shorter or whatever it might be. Um, these different ways of engaging and, and leading with love and compassion with everybody that we interact with is, is the biggest step to just inspiring that bigger change throughout the world. And, you know, I think that's also part of the human experience. I think we've been fighting for this for a very long time, but <laughs> I always like to say it's probably, it's fight. We're fighting the good fight, you know, we're just inspiring with love. Oh, exactly. It's like, that's what I tell Mary all the time. I go, Hey, don't worry. We got love on ours. Yes. Lo you know, love conquers all. Love is all there is. All of that stuff. It's like, we just keep going. Yeah. Look at everything we're doing is about love. We just keep focusing on that. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And knowing you, Sarah, and knowing you personally, mm -hmm. I know that you have a very deep foundation of love in your life. Uh, anyone who's ever seen you and your mother together uh, know that. And you not only see it, you feel it. And you can feel that expression of love between a mother and a daughter and appreciation and respect that you bring to everything that you do because of this deep foundation that you have. So when you think about the foundation of love, and then you think about your future, the future, Sarah Dendashi, not your goals for the future, but your future self. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that your future self must have in terms of love? I, I think. Okay, I would say that it would be, um, what's the right word that I want to put here? It, it all comes down to a safe, quiet, stable home. And the reason, and, and that to me is also, I mean, I actually don't have a lot of people that come over to my home. I'm very selective of people that come into my home space. Um, and to me, your home is where you come back after the day. You come back after everything. And so for me, just always going forward, just being mindful of your home, be it the physical home, but also what is your like emotional home? Um, because life is always going to throw different things your way, um, different interactions. And uh, so for me, it all, it's continuing to foster this this solid, safe, positive home base, because with that, you can, you can recharge and then you can conquer anything that you need to conquer moving forward. So that to me is just like, you have to have your safe space in your home, whatever that is for you. Love that. So makes, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, completely. No, love it. Oh my goodness. And we are near the end, which is crazy. It's gone That's so crazy. crazy. I know. <laughs> I could talk to you all day. Um, but we have a little fire five rapid round questions. Love. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's we're just gonna ask you a few of them for five. So I'm gonna ask you, do you prefer? And then I'll ask you two things and you can decide Perfect. what you prefer. So the first one is do you prefer Paris or Los Angeles? Gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> uh, 
I'll just say Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> because I live here, but I do love Paris. That was a really hard question, but I don't live in Paris. So of course it's going to be rose, like everything, whatever. Okay. I'll stop adding on. This is supposed <laughs> to be rapid fire. I'm ruining it. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. Do you prefer baklava or tiramisu? Oh gosh, you guys are, these are so hard. Tiramisu. Good choice. <laughs> but I do love both as well. Me too. I mean, you can't <laughs> go wrong with dessert ever. <laughs> do you prefer jazz music or country music? Oh, jazz. The country is not on the table. I'm sorry for anybody, but no, <laughs> jazz. <laughs> the table. I'm sorry. That's because you moved east now and you're... You're just like, you're, uh, you're, you're doing that whole Asheville life. You just did that twang got to you. I got it, Holly. Okay. <laughs> I was shocked when I heard Holly doesn't like jazz the other day. I was like, what? You don't like, you, wait, you don't like music? No, no, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> oh, we're, oh, this is going to have to be an off the air conversation because I have oh. questions about that. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. For somebody that likes to like, improvise and go on the flow interesting we're not a fan of jazz all that jazz though yeah <laughs> jazz hands are good i like jazz i actually worked with the jazz association in san francisco once and then for the uh sf jazz and we were trying to figure out their welcome and the kids said to me oh well how about if we everyone who walks up we just do jazz hands i went oh what a great idea anyway oh my gosh <laughs> <Nobody laughs> question sorry oh yeah okay <laughs> We'll go back. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> a so yacht rapid. or a sailboat? Wait, a what? A yacht or a sailboat? Um, A yacht. I'm not like doing manual labor on a sailboat to make it go anywhere. I mean, I don't mind, but like, I don't know. I do not know what I'm doing. So a yacht with somebody like a proper captain and we're good. Excellent. <laughs> I know my strengths and that is not one of them. <laughs> a sailboat with a crew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, well, if that's the case, <laughs> I, I, you know, anything on the water I'm a fan of. But, um, yeah. oh, oh, if, we're, if a crew's involved, then sure, I'll do a sailboat. Okay. <laughs> Point noted. <laughs> and since you love fitness, we definitely had to have a fitness question. Yeah. So number five is gym or outdoor run? Oh, well, I do a combination of both, but outdoor run. And, as, and I think just in general, outdoors and doing anything physical outdoors, whether it's a hike, walk, whatever, so good for you and your mind and like you're having a bad moment, whatever it is, that's so helpful. Actually, fun story. You know, I was working with uh, a colleague who, who we had worked at a previous property before and then um, where I was basically, you know, working under him and he was a manager. And then fast forward, then we're working in a different property where I was more of a, a manager role and got so upset. And I was like, you know what? Just take a time out and go for a walk around the block. And the reason why I bring that up is sometimes, you know, when we're working at the desk, some it can get so, so tense and so much can be happening. And then you just have to like, let go. And the best way to do that is to go outside for five minutes. So that's why I chose um, running outside because there's nothing like being outside in nature to really just like unplug. Holly and I completely agree. We swim outside every day. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. So, so nice. Yeah. So nice. Are those all the questions, Mary, for Sarah today? 
We had five questions. We had five rapid fire questions. That was the five rapid five. Yeah. Well, I mean, those were five questions. I don't know about rapid fire, but yeah. you know, I might have <laughs> embellished a bit, but sure, we'll take it. <laughs> so, so think about your future, but not just your your future self, but all of the things that you do to serve with love. How are you going to continue to serve with love? So this is great because this is a this is relevant to everyone is to always check in with myself and to see how I feel about what I'm doing. And if I really genuinely enjoy it and I'm like, yes, you you will continually serve with love and to also give ourselves grace and understanding that sometimes things change. And it's okay. Our attitudes towards thing, things can change. We can have different preferences, different whatever it is. And to give ourselves the grace to change and maybe cha- our love, understand our love might change, whether it's the love for what we're doing, our love for somebody in our life. Our love can change and it's okay. We live these long, incredible lives with multiple chapters. So let that love change, morph and be directed in different ways because you just have to be true to yourself. So for me, I've always been a big fan of just checking in with myself. Um, I like to call it more F yeah moments. If that's a, if somebody asks me about something and I'm like, F yeah, sorry, I'm not, I'm centering myself, but I'm like, if it's like, yes, a solid, yes, more of those moments. Life is too short. We should totally try to fill our days, our opportunities with yes moments, because when it comes from that, you can't help, but lead with love, serve with love. So here's for, uh, more yeah moments for everybody. (laughs) Hell yes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sarah. And a big yes to love. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys both. This has been, this has changed my frequency for the day. So thank you for that. A big thank you to all of you who listened to the end today, and especially to our guest, Sarah Dandashi, for sharing her stories and tools that assist her in serving with love. You can also learn more from Sarah by reading her book, Hospitality from Within. Holly and I are so grateful for the time and inspiration she shared with us today. Have you ever gone through a life-changing experience and needed guidance on how to serve with love? Up next in episode eight, Holly and I are so grateful to sit down with best-selling author, TV personality, renowned speaker, influencer, the people's coach, and my coach, Pete Cohen. Pete shares his personal life journey and the relationship with serving love to your future self. We would love to hear from you on how you celebrate the people who express their love and hospitality daily please drop us a line. Join our Service Love Challenge by visiting our website at www.steelandsteadmanservicesolutions.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at service underscore love and LinkedIn at Steel and Steadman Service Solutions. Together, we can inspire, inform, and influence a movement to raise the frequency of love. Will you be a part of it? My name is Mary Stedman, 
This is the Service Love Podcast, and Holly and I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.